curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks, Mr. Curiosity has arrived. Joe Snedeker, I'm here with Sean. And uh, Sean, why are you hitting the buttons like that? You're like a maniac. No, you're like screaming today, Joe. <laughs> hey, Sean, did you notice in the parking lot uh, we have salespeople, we have TV personalities, we have big wigs here. But there's a car in that parking lot today that's nicer and more expensive than everyone else's. What's going on? Is it yours? Is it your Miata? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It must be our special guest because he's a big shot physician. Dun, 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 dun. Dr. Haley. Dr. Matt Haley. I can bust him because he's a homie, right? Yep, that's right. You want to I mean, say a homie? You want to do you, you going to be embarrassed to be associated with me? No, not at all. <laughs> so this is uh, normally when I do these interviews, Matt, it's an arc of someone's life. I, I don't know if we want to do that this time. We're going to more concentrate. I you became a very popular subject when I introduced having a doctor here. Mm. Look at all these questions. People want things from you. They want to pick your brain. They want free knowledge. That's correct. It's going to cost them nothing, but I want to start out by saying, look at this. Sean, look what I have to deal with. Oh, Cheryl, great doctor. Oh, here's Michelle Borowski. He's the best, 100%. Look at this one here. Oh, uh, ooh, Calvin Rich said he worked at Acme with you back in the day. You know that guy? I don't remember him, but uh, I Ac- did work so, there. So there, we won't get into that. Patricia, he's my favorite for me and my husband. We love Matt Haley. And this is a special one. Some woman named Patty Haley <laughs> says he's not only a great doctor, but a great son. Uh-huh. Oh, even your mom's chiming in. She had to. <laughs> so I think we'll get through some of these questions, but this could be a, a nice format for you, too. If there's something, because every day you deal with people and you have to uh, maintain this professional stance. <clears throat> you treat me, for example, and I have a cough now. But this could be your opportunity to get stuff off your chest, too. I, you know, not, not like rage, but at least address certain things. Sure. Because I have a buddy who said he's annoyed by Dr. Google. Everybody's, uh, everybody's uh, they Google all of their symptoms, and they don't think they uh, need your advice anymore, right? Yeah, it causes more uh, confusion than it does really educate people. It, it, it causes them to be more confused and scared about certain ailments, when really if they just, you know— probably read more reputable sources uh, that they would be more, uh, you know, educated on the subject. Oh, you're right. If you type in something like earache, 90% of earaches are caused by blah, 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 but you'll get that 1% where brain tumor. Correct. You know what I mean? So you got to watch Dr. Google, right? It's, it, 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 it could be misleading. All right. So I think the first one that I want to address for you is because uh, this has been personally for me my whole life. We have, to, we have to go back to germ theory back in the 1800s. Hmm. People see me, a 53-year-old guy. It could be a day like today, 40 degrees, and I have shorts on. I'm not outside with the jackhammer. I'm not working construction. I run to my car, to the house, or I'm outside doing a forecast for 10 minutes. They think wearing shorts somehow makes you sick. Please address the subject. Let's put this to rest forever. Well, there's obviously no uh, validity behind that theory. It's right. sort of like your parents saying you're going to put your shoes on, you're going to catch a cold. Yes, right. yes. It's just I think it's 
in in the you know sort of like chicken soup making you better. It's not you know theoretically making you better from a medicinal standpoint, right. but it makes you feel better. Well, the same in regards. Like if you don't wear your shoes outside in the winter, or you have shorts on in the winter, it may reduce. If you did it for long term, like you said, like you worked outside all day, it might make you more exposed and to the elements. You could be hypothermic. You could become you know it might hurt your immune system a little bit and make you more eligible to become sick. But that would be long-term, not for short-term. Long-term, I know. And so you do not get sick from anything but little tiny microbes. That's right. Or body dysfunction. That's all there. There's some stuff. But what gets me is um, I will see Catholic schoolgirls with their little outfits on. And no one says, look at them. They're going to get sick. But yet they see a grown man showing his legs, and all of a sudden I'm an idiot. That's right. It's social conditioning, right? It is. That's all this is. So are you listening, folks? Let me wear shorts. My doctors tell me right now I can wear shorts in the winter, right? That's right. As long as I'm not outside doing construction all day? You could do whatever you want in shorts. <laughs> there. Woo, 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 woo. All right. So on that subject, there's anything similar that fries your ham that you want to get out before we get to some of these questions? I mentioned Dr. Google, and I mentioned... Yeah, I hate it when people say that the flu shot gave me the flu. Because obviously it does not. There's another one. Right. So, it's the yeah. most common misnomer. Uh, you know, it does reduce your it, – it causes your immune system to work on the flu shot to build antibodies. So during that short period of time, you may be more susceptible to catch a common cold that you come in contact with or a virus. But it's not the shot itself that infected you. It's just something that you already came in contact with that maybe it, it allowed you to become slightly more susceptible to catch it, but it didn't give you the flu. And I have a funny story to say about that with you. So I went for my, it was like a physical, two months ago, a month ago, whatever. And he asked me, do I want a flu shot? And I go, nah. And then, you know, we did the blood work and I was about to leave. And then this, this nurse comes in. She goes, sit down. I go, why? You're getting a flu shot. I said, I didn't want one. She said, Doc's making you get one. And that was it. My do, first flu shot. I have to do what's in your best interest sometimes. <laughs> You're the one who first got me on blood pressure medication over a decade ago. You're the one. It took me a year. Yeah. And that's probably another one of your uh, pet peeves, isn't it? Because I see this a lot now as I get older with my friends. People think prescriptions and medications are necessarily a negative. It's some type of cooperation between you and the pharmaceutical industry to shove drugs down everyone's throats when in reality they don't need them. Correct. That is another big misnomer, correct? Correct. We don't receive any money from pharmaceutical companies. And so, number one, I mean, that's, so that's corrected. That is not true. But, you know, if people, people challenge that theory all the time, I'm not going to take a medicine or They'll even leave you as a physician, and they'll go somewhere else. If you tell them they have diabetes or something, they'll just they, they put their blinders on and they just go. And hopefully, the next guy does what I do when people who come to me from the other doctor. I, I support what they said. I say, listen, you do have that, and you could put your head in the sand and ignore it, but it's ultimately going to kill you. I mean, you could try diet and exercise, and we obviously that is our first thing that we do with everything. But ultimately, if you require medicinal therapy or pharmaceutical, that, that's in your best interest. We have no gain from that. And, you know, people challenge that and people die. People have unfortunate outcomes when they, you know, they don't uh, take our advice. Do you feel from what you see that's the default for people when you say, I want to put you on meds? Do they usually recoil back and not want them where a lot of them are accepting? Because I, mean, I wasn't accepting at first. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 
people who tend to be more health conscious, like yourself, are less accepting at first. <laughs> they want to go like all natural. They want to try the vitamin route and the and the uh, you know whatever. But ultimately, you're not going to beat your genetics. You're not going to beat your predispositions that are you know uh, your your gender. You're not going to beat those things. Your age, and so ultimately, it comes back full circle, and you end up going on the medication unless something dramatic occurred, like if you had weight loss surgery or something. Right. Then you could, but. Yeah, for the most part, people end up coming like you did, and, and thankfully. Well, I remember because I was a 30-something-year-old guy, mm-hmm. and you said I have high blood pressure and we got to do something about this. And I'm like, what? Look at me. I'm slim. I'm fit. I ride my bike 100 miles a week. I don't need medication. To me, it was like giving in. To me, it was like admitting you're getting old. To me, it was admitting that you're, you need help. And a lot of guys, you're resistant to those kind of uh, ideas. Yeah, I mean, even parents, like when I have a young adult who needs to go on a blood pressure pill, they just can't accept that their 16-year-old or 18-year-old has to go on a blood pressure pill. And, and, and it's proven now that we have to treat at younger ages because it, the damage is done young. It's not done. You know, once you're older, the damage is done, and it's harder to reverse it. But if you could get ahead of it, preventative medicine, and you know, then it's much better off for the patient long term. We're looking at you, Sean. You got your blood pressure check, big guy? No, I really need to start. Uh, you do as you... no as as <laughs> I progress in age. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to get. And there's, I mean, there's like um, history in the family of certain cancers and things like that. And the screenings. This is the time where I. I Let's see. That. It's happening yeah. now. Well, how about you? Might, well, how old are you now? Forty-one. Oh yeah. He's way overdue, Matt. This guy's yeah. overdue. Let's get him on. So, do you check your pressure? No. Oh. He see now. He's an example of. Well, go to Rite Aid, get yourself a $20 little... I can't. I'm not against it. No, but we got to... This could be the moment that changes your life. The doc comes in with his expensive car, and before you know it, you're not going to get a heart attack in 30 years. Can your car check my... (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah, you just sit down, you put your hands on the steering wheel, and (laughs) that could be next, right? Well, blood pressure is a big thing. Mm. What is it? Like half, three quarters of everyone over 50 or something Mm. has high blood pressure? Yeah, it's a large number. I'm wondering if this is like, uh, do you feel it's tied into, uh, is this the way our species is built? Or is it something with the the trend towards, um, you know, uh, our our food prep here in America and the way we eat? It is. The high sodium? It is our diet. You know, there's a Western diet. It is the, uh, our genetics our, our ancestors, our cultural foods that we eat are generally going to be uh, higher. A lot of them in this area, especially regionally, are higher in salt. You know, you have your, your kielbasis, your porchettas, <laughs> your, your uh, uh, salamis, supersadas, yep. and it's all sodium. Even breads and pierogies. Sure, and everything we eat is processed. So yeah. it, it does lead to the high blood pressure trends that we're seeing now. But, I'm you know, they're and then if you look at the Eastern diets, it's there's less, and yet they they have sodium in their diet, but uh, it's not as much as in in the Western diets. And there's a little confusion with this, is there not? Because I'm naturally a hyperactive guy, I can't relax. I'm impatient. I'm always moving. You think people say it to me all the time? Oh, yeah, he has high blood pressure. Look at him; he can't relax. But there's some people who are very laid back, chill, mm-hmm. and they that, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't. Correct? Oh, very, very correct. It, it uh, doesn't matter. I mean, if you're high strung, it. I guess it could play a role. But you're you know, take you for example. I mean, it's you know you are, you, you know you have high energy and yeah. yeah but that that doesn't play a big role in your high blood pressure. To me, I still think it does in my brain. Right. Well, like, wh- 
that's but I mean I know your family history I took care of your dad I knew that you know it ran in your family I yep. knew that you weren't going to run from that gene right and you tried to run from <laughs> I it I tried, tried to run but I couldn't to, hide you from tried it. to bike from it and <laughs> unfortunately I caught you and my blood pressure pills have been getting bigger and bigger too well my I, latest <laughs> one is like the size of a, a mini cigar Nothing I could do about that. No, hey, I appreciate it. All right, so I guess what we're getting into is something called evidence-based science, and that's the way medicine should be, too. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you're going to uh, prescribe to people is based on that evidence. It's all we use. I mean, if you can't – if I try and convince people that this – it's not my – it's not Matt Haley's theory. It's not – you know, it, it's actually evidence-based that this has been proven over time large studies retrospectively they go back and they do these meta-analyses and they look yes. at large large groups and you know it isn't something we're making up or trying it's it's all based on evidence and, and because there's always those anomalies to that everybody knows a grandmother an aunt who's 75 80 years old smoked a pack a day her whole life and never got or will get lung cancer right. so and you know somebody who hit the lottery too but that's, yeah, yeah right same thing but, but I how get, many people play and don't hit right yes so i mean i do have a friend who told me that smoking doesn't ah, i have a grandmother right. who's 85 you know evidence-based it's it's all we have and that brings me to the next question from terry she says are you ready for this this is a big one now Plant-based diets. Oh, boy, because you have the exact opposite going on. You have a lot of people doing the the keto diet, Mm -hmm. and that's all meat. And then you have others, no meat. I mean, help me. Help me. Well, plant-based isn't no meat. It's just that they have some people – I mean, if you're a vegan, and then you have no meat, no meat products. But if you're plant-based – it just means you could still have some meats. There's different levels of plant-based diets. Okay, I was assuming plant-based. <clears throat> this person means they just want plants, no meat. But yeah. uh, well, if that's what they mean, then they're a vegan or they're a vegetarian, one or the other. Vegetarians still tend to have dairy and whatnot in their diet. Vegans don't. But if the if, in a true plant-based diet, a lot of people still introduce certain meats into their diet, and you're allowed so much in plant-based diets. And and they've done studies on plant-based diets that where they they compared. Each they, I think there was like three different arms of the different studies, and they, if you had a lot of meat in your diet versus a little meat in your plant-based diet. Okay. And obviously the people who did the best were the little meat in their plant-based diet as far as coronary artery disease and atherosclerosis. But what they found was that the plant-based diets could be very unhealthy versus other plant-based Why? diets because of the because of the preservatives and the uh, different contents that are that make up the plant-based diet. So in some, if somebody's in a true plant-based diet, they might not eat uh, processed foods because processed foods are in plant-based diets. You have white bread. Um, oh, I see. So those, are, those people did more poorly than the people who were on a true plant-based diet where they had high grains, uh, multi-grain breads, non-processed foods. So even though everything, it might say plant-based, you have to eat plant-based, non-processed to be truly the most healthiest, you know, version of a diet. Well, so I don't get what's so wrong with the processed foods. They have such a bad rap. I understand the sodium, I guess, but mm. what else is it about them? Like what? Because I'm kind of a processed food guy. Yeah. I'm, and I can't let go. Why you're talking keto. I try and eat keto every day, and I try and eat, you know, different types of cert foods and different types of healthier foods. But the key to all them, keto plant-based is that you're trying to reduce the glycemic index of your of your diet so the and that there's high glycemic index say sugars so to say in uh, white bread 
pierogies, pizza, dough, anything flour-based. So pasta, correct. So and this is my life, though. But you, what do I, what do well, I you're do? very active, so you know you're not in the norm. So you you probably burn off a lot of that. But for the average person who's not as active as you are, it actually accumulates. It'll you know uh, causes obesity. It causes. Uh, oh, I see. It could cause them to have more hunger, so they eat more. So it it, feed, it fuels the uh, poor eating habits. And so if you don't, if you try and restrict that processed food or the uh, you know the, the sugars in your diet you become less hungry and then you could uh, you supplement your diet with healthier foods I have a buddy and you know this guy we won't mention him cardiologist mm-hmm. here's what I want to know mm-hmm. and I asked him this too and and I know you don't have stats just pouring out of your brain you have to of course research and look up and check databases but let's say there's a human being that never had uh, for the rest of their life after, say, childhood, meat products, never fats, never cholesterol mm-hmm. from meat. Correct. Plant-based diet, that's it. They're still not excluded from heart disease, correct? Correct. Now, w- why is that? How do you get someone like me to understand that? You think fat causes buildup in the arteries, and if you remove fat from your diet, but it's more complex than that because of... Uh, the kidneys involvement, right, and all the cholesterol production and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you make your own cholesterol, and certain diets, even vegans, uh, you know, there are very extreme diets where they don't have any oils. But you know, if you think of vegetable oils or or olive oil, the uh, vegetarians will eat those oils. They could produce obviously uh, atherosclerosis, placking, cholesterol, but. But even more so, the genetic predisposition is is first. It that's the I, the main factor. That's right. I you know I have a friend who's a, also a cardiologist, and he was a veg, he is a vegetarian, and but he, he still has to take his statin every day because his LDL, which is the determining factor for the heart disease, is very high, and he, that's because his father gave it to him and his grandfather gave it to him, and so he could you could he could eat uh, kale every day for and the rest he, of his life. He's still gonna he has a predisposition to have that coronary artery disease. And then the flip side of that, there's some guy who inherited healthy Mm. uh, biochemistry, cholesterol management, pizza, stromboli, steak. Yeah, one of my brothers. And and they don't gain weight and the cholesterol stays low, biochemistry. It's just genetics, right? Unbelievable. It's how he processes. His body processes his fats different than, say, my body. I take a statin every day. You make me take a statin. That's right, because (laughs) it's in your best interest. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's just fascinating. So if you think you're saving yourself necessarily just by removing meat from your diet, it, not, it doesn't work that way. It's right. not you that easy. You have to easy. follow your labs. You have to know. You have to be educated to your own body. Uh, and so if you're not, if you, then you're just, it's, you know, you're putting your head in the sand to it all. I mean, it's, it's, ignorance is def- definitely something that people will uh, ride for a long time until yeah. somebody tells them, hey, listen, or until they have an event. Usually it's the event. Heart attack or stroke that scares them. I mean, you hear people all the time who are marathon runners, non-smokers, vegans, vegetarians who dropped out of heart attacks. It's because they didn't monitor their cholesterol or blood pressure uh, during their lifetime. They just took it for granted. They were ignorant to it. They didn't want to. They, they, they felt that they were doing everything that was necessary to be healthy. And truly, it's not. But is now the new keto diet where you're, you're doing so much fats, some people's have, people have increased now their uh, cholesterol level. They're well, LDL. So that, it's a negative that comes with this weight-reducing diet. Correct. If you, diet. If, if you eat uh, – there's many ways to eat the keto diet. But if you're 
you know, if you don't watch what you eat on a keto diet, of course it could get out of control because you could eat a lot of high saturated fat foods. But if you eat a lot of, you know, the polyunsaturated fats, if you try to incorporate the right fats in a keto diet, and then it could be beneficial to you. Keto is more for, is a weight loss diet. It's a, it's a diet to, you know, try and uh, maintain a good, uh, so you don't overeat. Right. But there's a lot of good diets out there. I mean, I, you know, like I said, uh, you know, there, I try and eat a lot of cert foods. You ever hear cert foods? No, I never even heard of that. What is it? They're foods that, there's like 20 foods that are known to uh, help you, help your body, uh, give you more energy, reduce okay. your sugars, uh, your immune system is enhanced. And, in, and and if you incorporate those in your diet every day, uh, they'll, it, it, it will help you uh, lead a healthier life. So a lot of people, you know. I'm wondering, like to me, it's it's not even in my hands. What I what I'm maybe it was during my childhood, but mm-hmm. I I crave potatoes, mm-hmm. I crave pasta, I crave uh, these simple sugary foods, the whites, as my wife says. She she has this plate. Look at all the color, <laughs> and she goes, "Look at yours. It's just white. This is my life, and there's nothing I can do about it." Right. Well, that's how you were raised, and. Is it because I have a sister and brother? They eat diverse food. I, I can't take certain things. There's nothing I can do. So what do I do, Doc? 100 uh, ounces of V8 a week, taking that thing down. Low salt V8. Low sodium right. V8. That's how I get my veggies. I yelled at you about that the other day. Yeah. I'm wondering if I just have V8s all of the rest of my life, I'm getting all these dosage of beets, celery, uh, carrots, and I keep eating pasta and pierogies, I'm going to do all right. Is this a, is this? <laughs> it, it, well, if you continue your activity level, you'll be fine. It's, it's, it's all activity level. I can't not be active. And take I, your statin and your blood pressure pill. So that's it. I'm going to live forever, you're saying. Well, as long as I could get you there. Yeah, right. All right. This guy on the same subject says beets instead of blood pressure. Did you ever hear that? No, I never heard of beets. No. There's like a lot. That sounds like a, like a wives' Anecdotal, tale. yeah. Yeah. Nothing, there's Drinking nothing proven there. Drinking beetroot and beet juice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... Oh, this is kind of, we touched on this one. Jude Christopher says, do they teach any other remedies other than prescriptions in medical school? I think he's being sarcastic. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I get what he's saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 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 before I'll prescribe a medication, a lot of times I'll try and use alternative medicines. I, I'm a fan of acupuncture, chiropractic medicine. Well, wait, stop right there. Now yeah. you hit a nerve on me. Yeah. Because acupuncture, I'm pretty sure, has mm-hmm. been proven based on evidence to do zero nothing. Well, it does zero it may do zero long term, but as far as if they get you to keep coming back, but short term it definitely can relieve ailments. I mean, it's it definitely has been shown to help uh, fatigue. Like if you have a certain injury, they can really fatigue the muscles around the injury and help that area heal. They could provide better blood flow to an area that's injured. There is some there is some credence to it. There's some validity to really? it. Really? Okay. Yeah. But but I mean you know, I offer people everything. I mean, because you don't want to just say, here, take this drug and, and uh, let me know how you do. I mean, we try and reserve medications uh, for, you know, really last. And, and I guess we don't want to diss chiropractors, but that is kind of in a similar vein. They can take it to an extreme mm-hmm. and solve everything with the practice, or they could be uh, another source of healing. My wife mm-hmm. goes... She loves chiropractic. She goes all the time. She's always aches here, pains here. And, and she wants me to go. And I'm like, I don't have any aches or pains. I feel fantastic. Leave me alone. 
if you don't have any problems, I mean. But what is she, achy pakey? What, what's going on <laughs> no, with her? And why is it, what's going on with all these things? <laughs> no, I, I, listen, I go to a chiropractor once in a while if I have a bad back or, you know, it, it does help, again, short term. Uh, you know, I think there's some people who do need maintenance. I do think there's some people who gain a lot of benefit out of it. I, and I, you know, for the most part, I think that chiropractors play a role, you know, a valuable role in certain people's lives and certain, you know, I think, you know, sometimes they get a miss, you know, like, you, you, you know, uh, uh, well, they step out of their realm right. and they get into other areas that might make it more confusing uh, for people, you know, areas that they're, you know, probably should, shouldn't be in. You know, yeah, more. that's what I said. It's like, like a spectrum. They go right. way too far. Right. But the chiropractors that I use that I refer to are, you know, I, I, I really uh, hold them in high regard. I think they do a good job. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, that's another mechanism against... Uh, uh, what, what you're saying, a lot of diversity in your medical uh, practice. So uh, how many pierogies can be eaten in moderation? Listen, we're not going to answer that <laughs> one, Maria Lynn, right? I'm good for a dozen. I'll be honest with you. Mrs. T's? Mrs. T's. And I know they're high in sodium. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to that issue, when, when you have something high in sodium, is it, is it a temporary increase in blood pressure because of the sodium, or is it more like reset the norm i don't know like like okay i'll have this one dose of sodium and then tomorrow i'll go back to low sodium right. it's not like long lasting right no if the, the people who you know when, uh, for example the number one high sodium item that people consume that they don't realize is any type of carbonated beverage so colas really right so if you if you if somebody has high blood pressure i ask them about their are they drinking a carbonated beverage on a daily basis and if they are and they eliminate that carbonated beverage they could lower their numbers by like 15 points on average studies have shown so just eliminating their diet pepsi diet coke whatever you could bring their pressure down so that's a lot that's a daily sodium that does allow for high blood pressure on a daily basis but, but if, if you just eat one meal it's, if you look on the on the bottle it'll tell you how much is in there i think it's pretty low for a diet coke you know how they say low sodium yeah say it's low sodium compared to their competitors or low sodium compared to other drinks but there's nothing low anytime you're going to drink a carbonated beverage it's going to elevate your blood pressure and now I'm not saying one like I know you like Pepsi. I'm one Max. a day, yeah, yeah. I'm a Pepsi Max right. guy. One a day. And I, you know, I told you. Well, but if you think about Pepsi Max and then your low sodium V8, and you probably have, you know, I'm definitely jacked. You're up probably with going across the two gram I'm recommended daily. Sean, are you thinking about all these things or not? Like what? Yeah, no. The whole time I'm thinking I need to call my doctor and make sure. <laughs> Why? Because you're doing all the so wrong I guess things. So I guess we've done what we needed to do yes, here. Yes, we're At least learning. one person now is going to make it. a phone call. Mission accomplished. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're supposed to have two grams of salt a day. That's 2,000 milligrams, right? Well, you're not supposed to have. That's anything lower than that, actually. Right, right. That, two grams, that's... A raisin is one gram. So picture a raisin of salt, two raisins of salt. That's it for a whole day. And that's not sprinkling on your foods. That's already in baked into the foods. Right. That's that's minimal. Well, I mean, it's uh, you have to make a concerted effort, you know, conscious effort. It's once again all the good things, you know. I'm not going to stop my Pex, Pepsi Max. Joe, he wants to know when medical insurance industry will focus more on preventative care coverage as opposed to reactive care. Oh, God. Preventative as opposed to reactive. That's a big problem in America right there, right? Pre- preventative care is where it's at right now. I mean, we are, at, we are already at preventative care. I mean, Medicare, everybody's moving in that direction. We're trying to get ahead of diseases. We're trying to prevent diseases. And so, you know, it's already – we're not you – know, reactive medicine, I don't really know what that means. I guess just if somebody's sick, you give them, you know, uh, some suggestions. But No, let's use Sean as an example because he he's not being preventative. He, 
He needs he's it. not. It's not that I've never gone to the he, doctor, Joe. I don't know what my current no, but you're levels gonna be, are. For you're going to be reactive. Once I know you, the last time I was checked, everything was copacetic. Now, I know that changes real quickly, but... Yeah, yeah, but you want we want you to be preventative. We want you to monitor your sodium. Joe, we want I you to lose said, weight. I'm going to call. Do you want me to call live on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's Make call right now. Let's right. call right now. That's funny. No, I, I just uh, I think it's impossible to get people mm-hmm. to get off their arse or to not sit around and gain weight and to not go to McDonald's twice a, a week. I mean, how do you prevent people from doing that and thinking more? That's an impossibility. So what you do is you end up treating the reaction to all those things, and that's the problem with healthcare. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. You can't reverse people's attitudes. No, I mean we try and prevent. I can't change. I can't. You can't babysit people every day. I mean you have to hope that they take an effort in making themselves healthy. But the government is actually stepping in now, and, and there's more preventative measures coming. Like they'll make you do certain tests in the future, uh, whether you want to or not, or you're considered to be uninsurable. And that's, and that's a big debate right now is whether that's ethical or not. I mean, how could you really – if somebody doesn't want to have a colonoscopy, how could you make them or and, and declare them uninsurable? And, you know, I don't really find that to be uh, something that's going to work in the future. I think that if somebody wants to, if you want to be healthy, but it's your right not to be – I mean, if you don't want to be healthy, who am I to make you healthy? Yeah, let's take it to the extreme. Here's some guy. He's 43 years old. I'm not – you're less than that. He smokes <laughs> two packs of cigarettes a day. He's 300 pounds overweight. He's sedentary. He eats all the wrong foods. Blue Cross Blue Shield should say, I'm not insuring you. Look at yourself. You're taking the, uh, you're taking the slow path to the uh, tomb, man. If you're, forget it. We're not covering you. I mean, That is what they could do, theoretically. I mean, I mean it's like a guy who has a bad driving record. You know, drinking and driving, accident prone. The insurance company says, I'm not covering you. It's a slippery slope trying yeah, to get Yeah, I know. Every- that's the problem. Yeah, trying to get everybody to be healthy and make everybody the same. I mean, people want to be unhealthy. They enjoy – listen, don't – It gets I- so fun! Yeah, when I drive by Krispy Kreme, I mean, I, I envy the people sitting in the front window. Oh, you know? it's so fun to have French fries with cheese <laughs> and cheese steaks down in Philly. And every Friday, my family has pizza. It's my favorite day of the week. Is that wrong for me to have pizza every Friday? As long as every other day you eat well. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, once a week, pizza and pepperoni. and. So you're doing the pierogies, pizza, V-Maxes, everything all on the same day? Uh, no, no. Pierogies. <laughs> just one, one day of the week where he's just, you know, <laughs> handfuls of salt. And yeah, <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> it's just one day, day, but all day. All day, every day, salt and pierogies. No, I, uh, I, I eat a lot of chicken. I'm a turkey guy. Mm-hmm. I used to love turkey lunch meat. Now you find out that's all processed and loaded with sodium. So now what do you do? I love turkey, but what are you going to do? Buy a turkey and carve it up like Thanksgiving? And then it, that's too much work. <clears throat> yeah. Eating healthy is expensive and a lot of work, right? I mean, they've made it easy to eat poorly. Yes. And it's what the body craves because our Neanderthal primitive brain just wants energy and fat because they're the quickest resources of high dense energy, right? So you're yeah. not going to crave kale. Who's going to crave kale or watercress or all that junk? (sighs) Now I'm getting high blood pressure again. All right. Nancy says uh, coronavirus. That's in the news. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, coronavirus. My goodness. Well, it's, you know, it's in the same. Remember SARS? Yeah. Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the same category. It's it it came from they, they believe animals, you know, came from seafood. 
and then uh, now it's human to human. They're not sure really how it's spreading, so they have everybody scared. And you know, I mean, it's you know they had it relatively quarantined where to China, right? And then now it's spreading, but hopefully it just uh, fades away like those other two did as well. I mean, right. the media is going to make it. They, I know. I mean, it's just a magnet for. It's uh, us. It's us, Sean. We're doing this. We're spreading the. We're part drama. of the solution. We're Joe. part. We're part of the solution. We're helping. Well, when people, right. you and I. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We're fighting that. So it's the media. Well, what, what it, I mean, what is the say? Your travel. I, I'm traveling in March. Oh, he's nervous. Mm. No, I mean, is there anything you do outside the norm? You know, wash your hands, that kind of stuff. Yeah, hand washing. I mean, if you're going to be in a, in, you know, in a vessel like that that's enclosed, you might want to wear a mask. You know, especially if it's surging in America. Right, right now there's uh, limited cases, but if it's surging in March, which it could be, then. I would wear a mask. I mean, uh, and then take all the precautions, hand washing, because you're going to be, you know, in a public place, and you're going to be in a confined area with, with limited air, right? So, take your take your. Uh, Pl- planes are the worst, aren't they? I mean, it's a it's a tube, a tube of, of two hundred people yeah. breathing and annoying each Imagine other. Imagine when they used to smoke on airplanes. Oh man, it's crazy to think. I mean, I when you fly- I remember being on flights with while people could still smoke as a child. I remember that. I, oh yeah. I remember until recently. There's some planes they still had the ashtray in the yes. armrest. Yeah, yeah. It was it's crazy. Wow, the world has changed in just like 30, 40 years. I remember my dad on Sundays used to take me in his Dodge Dart, me and my brother, out for rides in the country. Now picture this: it's in the winter. the The windows are all rolled up. He's smoking cigarettes, so the whole thing is just. It looks like a concert scene, which is filled with smoke and fog. And no seatbelts. And what would we do for fun? He'd go really fast over an over a, 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 a undulation in the road, and we'd all go, woo, and our heads would hit the top of the ceiling and push. Right. He's smoking. The music's up. We're getting bound. I mean, that's fun. That's fun on a Saturday afternoon in 1979. You have to wonder how— where there's going to be more uh, casualties from th- those days with no seatbelts <laughs> and smoking or today with texting and driving, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't texting and no, driving. No, no. He, he had his hands on the wheel. Probably <laughs> reading the paper or something. <laughs> but that was our fun uh, growing up in Lackawanna County. All right, how about this one? This is, uh, I think it's serious, but it's not. Are you ready? Yeah. It burns when I pee. Should I tell my wife or girlfriend? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's... What the heck? Tell your doctor. Tell your doctor. <laughs> Burning pee never good? It's never good. It's never good? What no. is that, some type of... Uh... I don't know. A male or, was it a male or female? Uh, Either way, it's never good. That was Paul. Paul's yeah. all we're going to say. Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> no, but is there any indication when you do have... Because I think I've had that before, decades ago. Does it just mean a little infection a lot of times? Yeah, I mean, it could be... If, you know, different things. I mean, irritation, what you ate, concentrated. If you're dehydrated, it's going to, you know, it could, if you were really dehydrated, your urine's going to be concentrated. You'd probably feel differently. Yeah. But. I have a wife, no girlfriend, so he, he, he only partially uh, relates to me. All right. Prebiotics. That's the new thing now, isn't it? Like this whole, Pre, your body is your... Pre and pro. Yeah. What, what the heck is all this? Should I be taking this garbage? I'm not doing that. Well, I, you know, I think there's, again... Uh, prebiotic. Pre, the difference is probiotics are like a, are alive, you know. So you find right. them in yogurt, or you could buy them in capsules. They're in different foods. Prebiotics are to help your current bacteria that are in your 
so the probiotics are mimicking your bacteria that are in your colon. Okay. A prebiotic helps the bacteria in your colon become healthier. So they also aren't foods, or you could you know, purchase them as well. But they both have value. I, use, I put a lot of people on probiotics when they're uh, after an infection or if they had diarrhea, and then after it resolved, it might have hurt their uh, c- current bacteria in their colon. I'll give them a probiotic or recommend one, and it'll help rebuild or in the, uh, the supply of good bacteria in their colon so that it helps them digest their food correctly, and then the diarrhea resolves. People on chemotherapy, I mean, they're valuable, pre and probiotics. Prebiotics will help their, if the chemo hurt their bacteria in their colon, the prebiotics will help their bacteria grow again, proliferate. And then and you could also give them probiotics as well to add to their bacteria. But a regular guy like me, should I start taking biotics? I don't know. Well, you don't do need that. them. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're eating a healthy diet and you're... <laughs> And you're partially, partially V8, yeah, pierogies. But no, you don't need them. <laughs> I, uh, I, but I remember reading that's like the new thing, our gut flora. Like it's just now starting to become right. Well, understood. I mean, everybody always asks about colon cleanses and uh, yeah. I mean, address that's a scam. It, if you're flushing yourself out with a colon cleanse, come on. You, you you should have no reason to do a colon cleanse if you eat a healthy diet. Like if you're if you maintain, you know, if you eat uh, l- l- less preservatives than the average person. If you try and re- keep your uh, fat intake down, if you try and not eat processed foods and fried foods, and you know, you then eat, it's called eating clean. If you eat clean, you have no reason to do a, a, a colon cleanse. But what if you, a lot of people aren't though? So if I were to if I were to get an average person <clears throat> who has cheeseburgers and pizza uh, and and slice them open, mm-hmm. what would their gut look like? Would it be like? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I guess in theory, if somebody was having a problem, a colon, it's just, I mean, a colon cleanse is what it is. It just yeah. cleans out your colon and, and they try and reintroduce, you know, this, uh, uh, bacteria, let your bacteria proliferate and grow and rejuvenate itself and then start from scratch. But if you're going to go back to the same diet Monday morning, well, what's the, why would you go through that? I mean, yeah, right. If you're going to change your life, yeah. If you're going to, you know, if you want to start over, I guess it's like a reset. But I don't think anybody, anything medically has ever been proven with it. So, it's just again anecdotal. I mean, I know people like it. It's trend, and I let them do. It. I mean, I don't. It's trendy, California. Yeah, you do it, do it. I think my wife did that. I was laughing at her, but uh, yeah, I did one too because you made me with my colonoscopy. Yeah, that's See, the, that's the yeah. only time you should do one. That's uh, that's a true colon cleanse. Yeah, right? that's a. Clean you take out. the uh, the the uh, what is that again? The 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 Gatorade mixed with um, Miralax. Miralax and man, it float. And I tell you what, I enjoyed that whole weekend of my colonoscopy from the Miralax stuff to going in and getting sedated and then oh I really did if anyone Sean how old are you again 41 so you have nine years right 42 42 nine years even he turns 50 in nine years unless he has a family history I was just saying like 45 right yeah 45 yeah what do you mean 45 we want to start now if that especially only with family history history, yeah. yeah Wow. Yeah, you can even start younger in some people depending on what they have. I mean, we could figure something out for Sean if we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's but really that, not no, that bad. At, at this point, I mean, 45 would be the early, but I mean, even at this point, is it like a blood test 
scenario is where you would yeah, go. What about those? Like, n- if now I wanted to that kind new, of get tested. That new guy jumping around on the ads. Yeah. He doesn't want you to do a colonoscopy. He's, what is his name again? I can't. It's Cologuard. Cologuard. Yeah. He's, he's a friendly little guy, and he's yeah. saying, just do this. That's, you know, it, uh, it's better than nothing. It's, 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 if you don't, a colonoscopy is the gold standard. Okay, still but if, is. If somebody is reluctant or there's a reason they can't, I offer them that, and, and it, it is, in that regard, it, it does work well. But uh, the, the gold standard and what physicians should be offering first is still the colonoscopy, direct visualization. And take it from me, and did you have yours yet, or am I getting too nosy? No, I did, yeah. That's my bell, <laughs> I'm getting too nosy. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, no, I, the prep was the worst part. I mean, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, and then you just go get it done. It's the best sleep you have. And yeah, I wasn't, you it was peace of mind, right? Yes, a peace of mind. It wasn't a bad experience at all. How about Darren wants to know what happened on the seventh hole of Panorama Golf Course in the championship a few years ago? What happened, big guy? Uh, I choked. I hit it. <laughs> I, hit it. I hit it in the water, and uh, I was a heavy favorite, and it was all over but the crying. <laughs> and then they went down to my office, and they uh, that night, and they hung uh, banners all over my door, my back entrance. Uh, choke artist, <laughs> you know, just difference. It was really funny, actually. Um, uh, Anthony, do you do you make super sata? Is that what he's referring to here? Do you I make do. do you eat that? I do. Now there's another thing. Moderation. I can have super sata, which mm-hmm. is if you're listening and you're not familiar with this because it's kind of an ethnic local thing. Mm-hmm. What would you describe it as? Like homemade pepperoni. It's well, it's dried sausage, cured with spices, and it is so good. I can eat mm-hmm. that. And there's another example. I can eat that every day, and I have it maybe twice a year, but I can eat it every day. Right, so could I, but you can't. You can't. No, I mean, sure. Are you a super sata guy, or you know? I've had. I'm not. Um, but you're not fixated on this thing. No, not my. What my wife generally keeps me eating relatively healthy. Um, you know, I still do my thing and and you know splurge. Yeah. In there. I mean, for the most part, we're pretty good in the house, but obviously, I can always do better and. Yeah. Well, like anybody, we're, we're going to get no you soda. One. I don't drink soda. Well, so, None of that, when you but say, I make up for it in beer. I want to talk about that for. See, now there's two. All right, so we can get into that. First of all, I'm an. I'm not like most guys because I don't drink any beer. I don't have any need for alcohol in my life. What a calorie sink that is! If you drink beer, mm-hmm. you're just taking in carbohydrates and carbohydrates and carb. For what reason? To get drunk. To, <laughs> I don't get that either. To me, getting drunk is like getting a bad cold. It's a headache. It's flushed. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – well, people drink for different reasons, I'm sure. But oh, Right, uh, but, but that, that, that's one nasty thing that could lead to – What well, is an empty calorie? They, they are empty calories. Right. So, I mean, it's – and, in, you know, you're in the uh, Lackawanna, Luzerne County. I mean, there's a lot of alcohol consumed. I, it, I know. It is the way. I don't know why – it doesn't appeal to me. I don't get the whole alcohol thing. But I did want to touch on there is still this rumor out there, this wives' tale, diet soda is linked to cancer. And there's never been a link ever, never, <clears throat> ever. No. I mean, I'm sure that there's that what they're referring to is there's links, there's uh, weak links between the uh, artificial sweeteners. Sucralose. Uh, right. What? Aspartame. Right. But, I'm pretty sure I remember reading all the studies. There's no link. But the link wasn't in humans, I don't think. I think it was in— High dosage in rats. Right. And that's—well, and they have to—but it has to be disclosed. I mean, it's a lot of side effects that you, you see commercials on TV for uh, different uh, drugs. 
they, you know, they, they have the at the end all the things that could happen to you. You're laughing because it is no, out of control, it's a, isn't it? But it's it? like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It, where yes. it, it seems like. You know, uh, for, I don't know. Yeah, like brain hemorrhaging, like death itchy, may occur. like an itchy nose, and then, like, yeah, all the side effects are yes. horrible things that like are horrible. worse but than you what know you're treating. How it works is if you're in a trial for a drug, right. and, and, and if I give you this drug, that you know, you're not, and you have, to write, you have to tell me every day anything that you feel differently from before you took the drug. So if your hair hurts, you know, like you said, your shoulder itched, it's in there, and they have to disclose it because that's just – it's unfortunately the way it is anymore, and so it has to be disclosed. And then that, and then if, so imagine if you have people who are uh, hypochondriac and they're in this study. I was going to say so. Yeah, they, they, they have to be every st- day. There's a new symptom. They have to list it, and uh, regardless of how pro, you know how many. And then on the commercial, they have to list the top ten or whatever their oh, regulations right? are. So we weigh all of that when we give somebody something. I mean, we know the top few. The FDA, first of all, probably wouldn't have let it through if it wasn't safe. Right, and uh, we know the top uh, side effects, and we uh, prescribe based on that. But getting back to your soda, uh, there is a link, though, as you know, between diet sodas and obesity. In other words, right, but for the wrong effect. Yeah, correct. Diet sodas don't make you lose weight; they they they, they actually enhance you to gain weight and make you more hungry and eat more. I remember hearing that because you well, it's part of it is you think you can eat more because you're not having the the sugar in the soda, correct? No, it's because of how it activates in, in, uh, certain uh, enzymes in your pancreas to make you want to eat. Make you want to eat. And, I don't and have active, that problem. But having said that, it's usually the dark colas that are responsible for. So you know, remember Tab, and then you had Diet Pepsi, Coke, <laughs> you have root beer. But if it, they don't see it as much with the clear colas, like clear diet, so a diet Sprite, diet oh. Sprite up, you're less likely to have that. That's why you see somebody get three cheeseburgers and a Diet Coke, and you're like, Yeah, I know. I- what are you doing? <laughs> so, are you a dry uh, diet uh, Coke no, drinker? No, no, you do not. No, I'm water. You know, water and diet iced tea, stuff like that. No sugar. But now you're making me nervous. Well, I told you, no V Max. No, what? I mean, the, the, the diet colas are safe. Just please tell me that. You know they're safe. Well, it's I, it's safe. Yes, uh, and I think that you know you're not obese, so you're fine. How about Sean? Should he have them? He's... Sean's not obese. Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm just... I don't drink soda at all. I, I told you about the carbonated part. You're not a soda guy. No, I mean, and growing up, I did plenty. I just, I don't know. Again, I can credit my wife for helping, uh, I helping, mean, it... helping me make better choices. So you're thirsty. Stuff. What happens? You have orange juice. You have what? I mean, what? Um, water. Water um, is so boring. Water is like what? No, and now here's the thing we do get is like the sparkling waters. No, I'm sure the same thing with the sodium, I'm guessing, is an issue with those. Uh, like the flavored um, they make ones sparkling out of, waters. They make some with no sodium and, you know, yeah. mineral waters are good. Yeah, so. yeah. I need something with some flavor, straight water, although recently I've been kind of going in that direction, just the regular water. But I feel like I need to taste something. How about Turkey Hill Diet Iced Tea? That's a good one. That's why I pump that stuff I used to drink. I mean, when I was, you know. When I was single living by myself, I'd go through gallons of turkey and iced tea. But, <laughs> so. Not diet, though. No, just straight up. See, that's just pure tea. sugar, though. Right. That's orange just like, juice. Now, see, here's the you problem. Really orange juice. I love orange juice, but that's... Pure uh, sugar. You might as well eat totally. packs of gummy bears. Yeah. It's the same thing. So I kind of cut that out. All right. You know, I'm trying, Joe. I'm trying here. Yeah, but water? I I don't like water. I drink water. <laughs> you don't like water? I know. It's so... I can't even handle water. It's yeah. just so... <laughs> 
Well, I never, I never used to drink a lot of water, but I, since I don't drink soda anymore, I, I try not to drink any sugar at all. So water, diet iced tea. So you don't have a problem with my diet iced tea? No. Maybe calcium deposits in the uh, your, your kidney urine? stones. Kidney stones. Yeah, there's a higher propensity for kidney stones with with iced tea in general, but. They're painful, right? What do you just feel this pain, and all of a sudden you yeah, had to very, very you got to shoot this thing out, this yeah, yeah. rock in your urethra. I mean, that's got to be comes firing out. <laughs> <laughs> this is another big one. Uh, Peggy said the daily aspirin thing. I mean, that mm. comes and goes. Should should well, it's right now. I mean, it was a big last year. I think the recommendations changed that uh, you know because we had everybody on aspirin, but now it's only if you had a heart attack or stroke. Uh, high-risk people, you know, smokers, diabetics, over the age of 70. But, yeah, we used to have everybody on aspirins, and now uh, it's just uh, there was actually uh, if you're over the age of 70 and you were on an aspirin and you didn't have a heart attack or stroke, they were having brain bleeds and stomach, mainly stomach bleeds. So the risk outweighed the benefit. If they had a heart attack or stroke then you know, or any type of procedure done, stents or in their legs or heart, then all bets are off. You have to take your aspirin. So you just have to see your local doctor, your physician. Yeah, ultimately, just, you know, if, you know, hopefully that they're up to date on it and they know, you know, they talk to our doctor and they'll tell them, you know, what to do. Here's what I have to live with. I told you this before. Tell me why I'm wrong. My mom passed away at 70. She was totally healthy and wonderful mm-hmm. and uh, just a heart attack like that. Boom. And she always told me her father was totally healthy, thin. He was a wiry guy. She said he was a wiry guy like me. And he passed away at 67, just all of a sudden, like someone pulled a battery pack out. Mm-hmm. So he was 67, her father, my mother, 70, healthy, always exercised. And now I think I'm next. I'm going to be like 67, 68, 70, and I'm going to drop to the ground. No. Because I have this wiry condition that you're trying to stop. What am I going to do? Well, I think that we've taken the proper precautions with the statin <laughs> and blood pressure pills. That they, didn't do, they didn't do that. I know were, that. They weren't on them, right. And, and, and I would, if I was to have met your mom or your grandfather, I would bet that they probably needed them. And it was, you know, genetics is the biggest role. Women with heart disease, you know, as you know, is in the last 20 years has come to the forefront because, you know, it was always thought women live longer, you know, so they don't need as much uh, attention. And now we know even more so as women get older, especially after menopause, they catch right up to men or even pass them out with their Is that heart right? disease. So that's why you hear about it so much anymore. But, uh, you know, I think that now everybody's just treated equally. I mean, we just test everybody, you know, at least I do. You know, as, as people come in, they get their annual labs or uh, semi-annual, depending on what they have. And we treat everybody. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of risk out there. And speaking of that similar subject, we, before we close, um my dad passed away 78 mm-hmm. from prostate cancer, and he never got checked. That generation, mm-hmm. they weren't doing PSA tests. They weren't doing blood tests, right? I mean, back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, I don't think. Obviously, it's come you know full circle now. We do much more preventative testing. Back then, it was reactive testing. You know, you had a problem. You went in. A lot of times, it was too late. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then in the 80s, it got a little bit better. And then as, you know, the 90s and now to now, it's, it's all preventative. So we're looking at Sean again. You have, you're a guy. You're closing in on fifty. It's less than a decade away. I'm, I'm barely in the forties. You know? you're, you're already getting me almost to fifty. What we want you to do: start thinking about blood pressure medication. All right, let me make my. I'm, I'm gonna first okay. call my doctor. Yep, make and then, an appointment. All right, and then by the time you're fifty, uh, colonoscopy. Forty-five. Maybe even forty-five. Right. Uh, you have a family history? Yeah, 45. So for sure, forty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how about mo- his prostate? We no, want to get that. No. What? Fifty. 
50 yeah. for what, PSA? PSA. PSA. And uh, I think what, what we're trying to say, your future, we're your future. And it's not pleasant. It's always being. I was just going to say, that's enjoy terrifying. Your, enjoy yeah. your early 40s. Yeah, it's always. You're always you start, it's all, pro- down, all downhill. More probing quickly. as you get older. More probing as you yeah. get older. I was at my doctor uh, the other uh, day. I won't mention his name. Actually, a month or two ago. And I did the old pants down. It's right. time for the uh, Dr. Jelly finger prostate mm. exam, which is invasive. Mm. It's the only way. You have to reach in and actually feel the gland mm. through your anal pore. So he tells me, this is, what are you doing in this situation? So I, <laughs> I, I pull my pants down. He says, to pull your pants down. But the table was like five feet away. So now I'm doing this wiggle of shame <laughs> with my underwear and pants tied to my ankles, and I have to walk six, seven feet. Right. Like, Did that's you, something that's got to be stopped. It went, uh, I mean, that's, you know, it's an uncomfortable uh, <laughs> walk. At least you didn't say, you know, you didn't ask him where you put your pants, and he didn't say it over there next to mine, did he? <laughs> no. So then you're I was just right. going to say that was probably more for his enjoyment I know, that's you what walk I'm thinking, and wiggle across the room. I'm but thinking, two, did he set me up for well, this? Two, you could have just waited until you got to the table. Oh, and then that's probably what I, I that's, He probably was saying to himself, what is this guy doing? Like, yeah, why is he dropping his drawers in the middle of the room? That's exactly. Right. I probably did it wrong. I pulled him down too quickly because yeah. I just wanted to get it over with, and I was nervous. And then I had a... Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I know it is what it is. And to, to, to you doctors, uh, one thing probably you encounter, though, is people who are afraid of all these things, right? They, their pride gets in the way. Well, I try and tell them... I try and bring in my own life or, you know, I try and incorporate... I, I try and give them my experience and it, so that they feel more comfortable, like whether it's a colonoscopy or the prostate exam. I just tell them, listen, when I went for mine or when I did that, it wasn't that bad and... So that they, you know, show them some empathy. This I relate to their, you know, their their fear, and then it, I think a lot of times it does help because, you know, listen, if I wasn't a physician and somebody said I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, do probe you with this, or yes. do this, you know, it is it's it's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, 50 years from now they're going to look back and go, you guys used to do what? You think so? Yeah, yeah they're going right? to have testing for that, and but for now that's what we have to do, and. I hate to have them not get a test or have a disease because they were afraid or right. uneducated. So yep. I just try and, you know, get them educated. Well, that's what we're doing this for, and I'm sure we changed at least one life because it's right here. Sean, he's going to be a little bit more uh, less beer vigilant. Yeah, I was kind of hoping I wouldn't have to thank Joe with saving my life. <laughs> <laughs> my idea for the future, how do, what do you think about this? Every human being, mm-hmm. at least in the United States, they go to this place. It's a new factory-like facility. You get knocked out. So now, in that day, you're on this, this, this assembly line of naked people, and then you doctors come to us as we're knocked out, and you do everything in one day. The ladies can get their breasts checked, the guy's prostate, colonoscopy, blood test. So everything is done in one day on this assembly line of naked, knocked out people. Isn't that better? Once a year we do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you can even have your hair done maybe while you're on this knocked out assembly line. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> it's sort of like socialism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Communism. Everyone, everyone would be healthy and checked up every year. And yeah. then you come out the other end, you put your clothes on, you're good for a year. No? No. Not happening. No. All right, we'll continue with the system the way it is. Well, you gave us, a, a, what, about an hour of your time? Yeah. So we truly appreciate it. Before we say goodbye to the great Dr. Matt Haley, is there anything you want to add? 
No, it was a pleasure. It was enjoyable. Yeah, I think we got a lot of good information out, and people are going to learn, grow, and uh, hopefully they got a laugh, but they got information, and they're going to improve their life. It's going to happen. I know it. Thanks to you, buddy. Until next time. You got it. Thank you. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.